Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you may be. The NCAA finally made its landmark move in helping propose the NIL legislation as it has been adopted officially, and the board of directors vote will be taking place on Wednesday prior to the July 1st, July 1st benchmark era of name, image, and likeness. It has been ramping up the last two years, and I just wanted to make sure that Yours truly, online, Matt Zivich, just wanted to mention, finally, it's going to happen. I mentioned in my latest blog a certain particulars and the fact that uh, a star quarterback at the University of Wisconsin, the Badgers up in Madison, is going to be one of the first athletes to take part, and he will earn his money the right way. Also, of course, one of the outspoken uh, guards, you might recall, in March during the NCAA tournament when uh, they was trying to Help along with Isaiah Livers, who was then the injured star senior guard for the Michigan Wolverines, in that they were thinking about possibly boycotting the NCAA tournament because their voices weren't, they were basically being shut out of the conversation. Dana O'Neill talked about in The Athletic where he was just like a regal prince roaming through Hinkle Fieldhouse and he was not getting the royal treatment. Basically, he was getting booed at. And it's just there's just only one of those kind of things where distortion meets reality. But today is a new era, and I am very happy to say they're going to finally have this happen. And a lot of states, of course, the ones I mentioned in my prior podcast, and this past Thursday when Kentucky finally joined in the fray as well. So get ready for the likes of the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky, Murray State and the Racers, along with, of course, the big two in basketball, Chris Mack in the University of Louisville, and John Calipari at the University of Kentucky. I can only imagine how much the floodgates financially are going to be opening up now. But uh, another key thing briefly before I go, for the time being, it's just I found it interesting when I read a portion of The Athletic, and there was a, a big article that came up uh, regarding... The fact that there was a big meeting on Friday when editor-in-chief of the Athletics Bay Area coverage, Tim Kawakami, sat down with California's Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom and former Alabama star running back Najee Harris, who's getting ready to begin his rookie year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was a short podcast following Friday last Friday's uh, big uh, press conference when they both uh, spoke about the issue of homelessness, and they were basically standing in front of a former vehicle maintenance yard that was quickly turned into a group of prefabricated interim housing units that was sponsored by the city and the nonprofit organization Life Moves. There have been many ripple effects, you know, regarding this, and uh, Harris was very blunt in his conversation, and uh, he knew it was hard because. He mentioned it all the times in the locker room with the Crimson Tide, you know, the great, powerful Nick Saban football teams that everybody loves to hate so much, except for those who, you know, bleed and eat and sleep and, you know, breathe all things Alabama sports. But everyone else doesn't like it. But he had some key thing, and he he was mentioning some interesting little points. Just wanted to mention briefly and saying that it was really hard for him, you know, to pay his rent, insurance, 
get food, pay off utility bills, and um, basically, you know, he just uh, he just you know mentioned about you know seeing billboards along the interstate highways, I five, for instance, or people walking or you know in other interstates around Alabama, I sixty five, and the like, or if you're in California, I five, people walking around with your jerseys inside Bryant Denny Stadium. He mentioned that he had a little play in California where he hurled some guy and scored a touchdown. A guy made 748 paintings, sold them for $1,000 each. He made like 72000 And then Governor Newsom basically was saying, quote, Your Honor, case closed. You really just made the best damn argument for this. And uh, basically, after what happened last week, of course, with the Supreme Court ruling narrowly being aimed at the NCAA's rules barring extra educational benefits. Hello, laptops <laughs> and iPads. And, um, you know, it's, it's really a shame, you know, even with, you know, Heisman Trophy winners, they didn't get a nickel or a dime. They're being nickel and dime to death. And Harris basically went on to say in his conversation with the governor, quote, it's obviously not fair, but what is something we could do to help this out? We can't. All our rights are getting taken away from us because of the NCAA. We couldn't do anything other than write something on Twitter or something. But you got to remember also when I spoke about what Governor Newsom brought up in 2019, you know, sitting in that one barber salon. Again, I apologize briefly what I mentioned last week in my little use of different words. But uh, he was there with LeBron James and a couple of key individuals inside one barber's shop and signing the law on HBO. Still can remember to this day, they were the first state to pass such a law, but it's not officially going to take effect until two years, July 1st, 2023. However, the original bill sponsor, State Senator Nancy Skinner, is hoping to get on the fast track of readying another bill to help speed up the timeline in up in Sacramento. So all the other six, you know, seven states that I mentioned already, you know, six states before and Kentucky recently and an eighth state coming later in July. It's just going to be the springboard, hopefully, for better things to come. As a governor mentioned, the governor mentioned also in his little um, nice little intimate podcast, quote, I think the door is wide open now. They have no one to blame but themselves for this. It's rather curious to me. You've got billions of dollars that are generated on an annual basis in a sport. You've got coaches making fortunes. And here are the athletes' blood, sweat, and tears. And with respect, the student-athlete is often the athlete's student in reality. And they can't even have a, have a damn laptop because all of a sudden, they violate the NCAA if they get any supplement and support. Also, Harris, um, converting back and forth, he says he's all for this, but he thinks that the stipends should be a little bit more. Rather, you know, the typical average is around two to four thousand dollars these days for cost of living expenses for most Division One programs. He said also, if he doesn't, if the people don't stay in the dorms, you know, if you go to an off-campus apartment. They're saying the rent alone is probably at least $800 and you have car notes and insurance to take care of and other things. 
he just you know the numbers didn't add up. You know, you don't they didn't get paid in, you know enough. And we always have you know certain you know issues regarding how to handle money and all these various uh, life coaches and teaching abundance and all these other key things. Just trying to make sure you have the right mindset and saying that you know once once you believe and you're going to get all these things and then watch the money overflow. So and you already know about those kind of things. But it's going to be interesting to see if. Let's say if a walk-on gets paid, but it, but he's hoping that it won't, won't make the kids in college lose the grind of, you know, really, of quote, losing the grind of really making it to the next level. They got a little money in their pocket. I hope uh, all the people who are getting paid still have that same hunger and determination to still want to play at the next level. So... The state politicians are going to have to set up the terms until NCAA officials quickly try to rewrite the rules, and we'll see if Congress can finally get it around. But the bottom line is, what Governor Newsom basically is trying to sound like, um, you know, certain things like being a, a car salesman or whatever, just basically your typical stumping grounds, and he says, we'll figure this out. And he also went on to say, but you're right, it's going to have to be an iteration state by state. And it's going to be a challenging process, unquestionably. And there is an issue of equity, and there are issues of what happens with everybody else. The superstars, like this young man, and they're the beneficiaries, perhaps disproportionately. But what about everybody else? And as you say, you don't want to make it about money. It's not about monetizing the college experience, per se. But it's also about being fair and compensating people for their extraordinary contribution economically to the university that has not been recognized. We hear you. We hear you, um, athletes and other interested people. And these high-profile athletes have those platforms to speak on a whole range of topics. And you got to remember, a lot of these other people, he wasn't one of the top recruits. But he had to spend, you know, one of those uh, times when he was in his past, he had to spend time in homeless shelters. It is a very well-known story. But he said uh, in his his first uh, speeches, when the governor was standing alongside, he is not into politics. And he feels that they want to make sure that uh, he he wanted to help that... uh, you know, all the, you know, various societal issues, you know, the issues of systemic racism, the Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem in 2016, LeBron James using his giant platform to push for social justice. Even other times when other people were having courage of their convictions, even with Marshawn Lynch, the beast man of Seattle, and uh, there's just a lot of, you know, key things right now in this in this country, in this world. We have to be on equal footing. And this is all, you know, in the backdrop of the fact that, that last just this last week, Governor Newsom, the recall election is going to be happening on a date not yet determined. And he um, just uh, basically saying it's par for the course. And he basically was saying, quote, 
we knew this thing was going on many, many months ago. So we're looking forward to when we get the date. So he's got definitely his boxing gloves ready, so to speak. And he basically was just trying to say, especially for any of my online friends, especially those who are good, honest, tax-abiding, vote-paying, you know, good, honest, you know, honest dealing and law-abiding, honest voting citizens. And I hope you all are. I know, I know some of you are, especially people like Fabiana and Monica and Nicole and a bunch of other people. Your governor has said basically, you know, the key lines of saying that, quote, it has a process of its own. The legislature makes that decision along with the secretary of state and ultimately lieutenant governor. Whatever goes on, we're prepared for it. And I've been preparing for many, many months. So that it was all formality. So we're just going to have to find out to see what's going to happen with that. So that's the bottom line. I, I did attach, um, by the way, some of the uh, interesting tweets from Nicole Auerbach, the senior college football writer for The Athletic, in my latest blog at 40 Minutes of Hoops Fund at WordPress.com. And, of course, the key th- comment also when basically the one key stipulation is what Michelle Brutlag-Hosick mentioned from the press release in Indianapolis for, as she is the NCAA Associate Director of Communications. But the bottom line, this was a major step today, and hopefully Wednesday will be the formality of this entire interesting, long, and winding struggle. So hopefully these student-athletes can just start getting their minds geared up and start thinking of all these possibilities on how much money they're going to possibly get in terms of you know when they play. So as long as they get that opportunity... And, of course, you got to remember also this is not going to be tied to their performance. So, in other words, if the star running back at the University of Notre Dame, if he scores six touchdowns in one game, he's not going to earn more money. Or if a star guard, let's say at, uh, you know, let's say if uh, Johnny Juzang returns to UCLA, if he scores 40 points in an NCAA tournament game, he's not going to earn more money. So everybody is going to get, you know, a certain amount for how they think what they do with their endorsements and how the people there are going to run and coordinate things. Again, it's all going to be done state by on a state-by-state level. I wish everybody the best of luck on this, and uh, hopefully this will be a great path forward in saying that this longtime archaic model of the NCAA is finally going to fade into the past. Thank goodness.